Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Let's stand and give God some praise. Thank you, Chief.
Represent that need right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hearts and our voices and just pray right now. Take your time. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you so much. We're thankful. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Thankful, God, for your goodness. Thankful for your love, mercy. Thankful for your strength, your power, for your saving grace. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, Lord. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for a name that's above every name. Thank you for your continual touch and your continual blessings daily. You do load us with benefits. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. And, God, we pray right now for needs that you would touch, that you would minister, that you would bless, that you would make a way where there seemeth to be no way. God, just have your way in our lives. We desire you. We want to be more like you. We want to be closer to you, Lord. We want to do your will. We want to do your will, Lord. In Jesus' name, save souls, I pray. Save souls. Add to the church daily. Such as should be saved. We love you and we praise you. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together and clap to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody at the 9 a.m service this morning why don't you turn to at least three people handshake high five fist bump good to see everybody amen and amen what a wonderful wonderful day this is this is the day the lord hath made i will rejoice and be glad in it what a week we've had we had we had a couple at uh, a Grove conference this week, and then we had we had eleven at, uh, at at North American Youth Youth Congress in St. Louis, and and uh, it's not good enough just to say, "Hey, man, it was great." Some people just don't don't real you know they don't realize when you say, "Oh, it was good, it was it was great." And when you have thirty three to thirty four thousand people all in the in packed into this the same place and lifting up the name of Jesus all together in one mind and one accord. It's, it's beyond great. And I wish that we would have, you know, took the time to put videos up and showed you so, so what we experienced. And, and uh, man, it was just awesome. I do want to make mention that happens every two years. And uh, we're getting ready to dismiss the junior high class every two years. And we don't take kids unless they're their junior year, their senior year, or college, for the simple fact that we don't, we don't uh, it, it takes chaperones. It takes parents to go as well. So right now, looking at the junior high class, there's a lot of 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds that'll be 14, 15 when it comes around the next time. So you need to be planning to go with your kid 
<laughs> so that so that they can go. They don't want to miss out on that. They don't want to. You don't want to be 15 and not get to go because you're too young, or 13, or a freshman going into high school, or a sophomore. And and uh, uh, you want you want your kid to go to this and experience experience this. So so do be making plans in two years from now. And you say, well, that's that's a long time off. We'll think about it when it comes. Be making preparations now because the time you don't want the time to come and then your kid miss out. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let's stand back to our feet real quick. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the black offering bucket in the back. You can also give online at clcsugarland.com. Text to give at 281-612-7707. I also want to mention 21 days of prayer will begin on August the 6th. As I said last week, August the 6th will begin our 21 days of prayer. We do this every year. We do it two times a year. We don't just pray 42 days in the year, but collectively we come together and pray these 21 days of prayer in August as well as in January. And we want you here. We want you to come and pray with us. The, the morning times, Monday through Friday, are a little more difficult maybe for some people to go. Sometimes by me saying that, you just kind of dismiss yourself from that. I'm thankful to the people that actually come. God bless you richly. And do make an effort. And it's sacrifice. Yes, it's sacrifice. It goes, it goes against your normal schedule. Yes, it goes against coming here. Now, you should pray every day. But uh, put it first, if, if you've slacked, and that's why we do this in, in August, because I understand some people fall off the wagon as it would be, or maybe your commitment is not every single day any longer, not that you don't intend on doing so, but in August we want to get out of that summertime slump or whatever you want to call it and get back in, in, into revival mode in our minds and in our thinking Put God first in everything. So we'll begin August the 6th right here, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, and then on Saturday at 5 at 5 p.m. And we want you to commit to praying every single day. As a matter of fact, you can start right now because every single day prayer is something that you should have as part of your discipline in your in your life. So do want to remind you that and 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 don't let that day come upon you and say, oh, I didn't hear anything about it. We've been announcing it for two weeks now, two weeks now on these dates. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to dismiss the junior high and the and the uh, younger kids as well to go to their respective classes and everybody else will stay right here. God bless you richly and you may be seated. Welcome again. We're glad you're here at Christian Life and it's our desire and mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do these through next steps. It's find, belong, grow, serve, find, find relationship with God. It's lost people saved, belong, connect with others. We do this through small groups. This is our fourth week. This is going into our fourth week of the summer semester of small groups. Get connected. Attend your small group. Come to them. Uh, uh, let it, let, let's, let's do life one with another. Let's not be an, an island isolated to ourselves. but we need each, each other. Iron sharpeneth iron. We build one another up in our most holy faith. It's, it's lost people save. It's save people pastor. Then it's grow. 
grow and we discover our purpose. We, we do growth track and, and uh, in growth track, growth track is a prerequisite to serving on any of our teams here at Christian Life. So we want you to go through growth track and then we want you to join a team which it's saved people, pastors, pastored people trained and then serve serve ultimately everybody we want you serving we want you a part we want you doing something let's train people mobilized and be a difference maker be a difference maker you were made for this again 21 days of prayer august the 6th through the 26th and uh we'll begin that next week luke chapter 5 let's stand to our feet and honor the reading of the word we'll read we'll read about one through sixth here and uh let's alternate so i might as well uh, read the even ones by myself. So if you could join together and uh, lift your voice and read verse 1. Ready? And it came to pass. What was that? Genesaret. Very good. Verse 2. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Very important here. What were they doing? Go back. They were doing what? Washing their nets. There's two ships. They're by themselves. And the fishermen were outside washing their nets. Verse 3, everybody. And he entered... Now, who did that? Jesus. Jesus is the one that sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Whose ship was it? Simon's. Very good. Very good. So Jesus is the one that sat down. Jesus is the one that asked Simon to thrust out a little from the land. And he, Jesus, sat down and taught the people out of whose ship? Simon's. Okay. Verse 4. Now, when he had left speaking... Jesus said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your, what? Nets for a draught, meaning you're going to bring in a bunch, a bunch of fish. Next verse. And Simon answering. Okay, stay right there for a second. Simon's given an excuse here why what Jesus is saying isn't really logical. And uh, we've already done this. We've, we've, already, we've already prayed. We've already, we've already sought. We've already looked for the answer. We've tried this before. We've been doing it all night, and, and it didn't work. He, they said, we've toiled all night. Not, not just, not just kind of doing it casually, but they were into this. We've toiled at this. We've worked hard at this the entire night. We didn't catch anything. It didn't do any good. We, all we have is we're tired now and, and, and we're ready to go home. But nevertheless, at thy word, since you said it, since you're God and you know all things, even though I'm the one that's done this already and it seems like it didn't work, at your word, Lord, at your word, I will let down the net, verse 6. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break, and their net 
break. Just going to talk for a little while here this morning about mending nets. Mending nets. Could we go ahead and lift our voices and pray and just ask God to help us and strengthen us here here this morning. Talk to our hearts. Talk to our minds. Get us back on course. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word. And I pray that your word would talk to us, speak to us. Help us, God, to get on the right track and get refocused on the kingdom of God and the will of God and the things of God and to do what we can, Lord. And I know that you will do what we can. But, God, there are some responsibilities for us to do in our walk with God, in our disciplines with you. And, God, we can't do the miraculous. We can't save. We can't heal. We can't deliver individuals. But you can. We want to do what we can. And, God, we'll allow you to do what we can. Help us, Lord Jesus, today. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be, you may be seated. Jesus Christ was God in flesh. God came down in flesh, reconciling the world unto himself. And what a time it must have been to have been alive in those days where we just read. In that area of the world where Jesus himself walked upon, upon this earth. In order to get his mission into those 12 disciples that he would leave and leave them with. Propagating the gospel and spreading it to the entire world. He, he ate with them. He lived with them he was with them he taught them for some three and a half years it was a time period where he was putting into them so that they could then accomplish what he ultimately wanted to accomplish this did not happen in a couple weeks it was not a a a conference it was not just a weekend retreat he did this for three and a half years putting into them living with them talking with them experiencing life with them Jesus called them from nets he called them from being fishermen he called them from tax collecting tables from being tax collectors he called them from downtown streets but it didn't dawn on them at at their coming who exactly he was and what exactly they were going to be doing and John chapter number two launched into Jesus's miraculous ministry and up until that time there was no recorded miracles that Jesus had performed until John t- chapter 2 there was there was one there though in that in that passage and in that story and in that event that knew who he was one person one individual that knew who he was it was the one that had birthed him for she had a conversation a visitation from a heavenly creature that declared unto her who he actually was she had the miraculous in uh, conception she had she birthed the birthed the very christ and no one else really knew but 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 she knew she knew who he was so so in john 2 at that marriage of cana when they 
ran out of wine. And when they get out of it, she called unto Jesus, the one that knew him, the one that knew him like no other at that time. She called to Jesus and she said, Master, we're out of wine. We don't have any more. And Jesus, of course, responds to her and says, Woman, what have I to do with thee mine hour is not yet come he doesn't call her mama he doesn't call her 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 by mother or anything he calls her woman woman what have i to do with thee mine hour is not yet come she knew when it was and who it was it was about time for priesthood of that age she knew that a man of 30 years old would become a priest and here jesus launches into his ministry at the age of 30 and he's with them for another three and a half years but but she knew that he was more than just an earthly priest she knew that he was God came down to save the world so she told him told the servants after she spoke to him she told them whatever he says to do that's what you should do whatever he says that's what you do she said, I, I can't do this by myself. I, I can't run things when I run out of resources, but I know a God that can. When you run out, God can step on the scene and he can make up the difference in your life. I know a God that can run your life when the world has run out. I know a God that can help you to get back to where you are, where you need to be in God. You can leave the big pen. You can leave and return to a Jesus that will come running to you and receive you as you are. He tells them, fill the water pots with water and the governor says after they draw out the serve, servants draw out the water that they filled into the water pots and they serve the governor of the feast and he says wow most people serve the best first and save the, uh, the not so good after the people are well drunken or after they've already eaten and already partook and, and, and then the, but, but somebody has waited until now to bring out the best you've saved the best for last. Folks, uh, the world hasn't seen the best uh, of what the church has to offer yet. Somebody say amen. The world has not seen the best of what the church has to offer yet. We read in Acts uh, the, the workings of the church and the beginning of the church, and we think, man, how that, how that must have been when they were there and in the, in the initial outpouring and the 3,000 and the 4,000 and the numbers that cannot be numbered and the lame walking and the blind seeing and all that. Uh, but the church is not done. It is not uh, dead. It is not... Uh, some taking some back seat to all of those things. Uh, Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that is powerful and strong uh, and working in this last day where miracles are flowing and the blind are still seeing and the lame are still walking and people are being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's not coming back for a church that's weak uh, and falling down. Jesus is coming back for a church uh, that's powerful, a church that is without spot uh, or wrinkle. It's a mighty army marching to victory in the name of the Lord. 
When the disciples came in, they, they may have been skeptical. They may not have really known what everything there was to know about Jesus. But after he turned the water to wine, they, they may have been skeptical before. But now they experience uh, that took place. He became uh, not just a friend, uh, but he became their master. And they were glad uh, to follow him. You've got to think that at that first miracle, something changed in those disciples. No longer was it was it just somebody that they were following that sounded good to listen to or was teaching them things but they saw that this was not uh, an ordinary man that the elements obeyed him uh, we're following the king of kings and the lord of lords we must be careful in the day and the hour that we live in though not to be result driven not to be only living for God in the high times, only when we see results, when we see signs and we see miracles and we see God pouring out his spirit in unprecedented measures. Goals and plans are great to have and we have them, I have them and I believe that they are always necessary but some folks become so oriented, goal oriented or result oriented sensational addicts as it it would be they desire to see the sensationalism in their life right after the marriage of Cana uh, uh, Jesus comes to Genesaret uh, Simon launch out uh, for a draught of fish he said Lord we've fished all night yet we have taken in nothing nevertheless at thy word nevertheless because you say it I'm gonna do it it, it was as if he's saying we don't want it do it Jesus we, we we think better to than to do this but because you're God and you've spoken it then we'll go ahead and obey it the problem is is that People are sensational seekers. They're, 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 they're folks that, 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 that are all the time all the time wanting to see. They, they, they can't worship sometimes unless things are going good in their life. Unless results are good in their life. They're looking for signs and super sensationalism. We need some, some good foundational things to ground us. Foundational living for God and walking in the spirit. We've got to stay with the basic principles of the Bible. That's why we do 21 days of prayer to get people back focused that there are some things that you need to be doing in your personal life that will ground you, that will make your foundation sure and strong. It's God that performs the miracles, but there are some responsibilities in our life that need to be taken. Men who were trained all their lives knew the ins and outs of, of keeping their nets in shape. They've just left fishing, but their nets will not even hold what God is giving them. They brought in this drought of fish, but the Bible says that their nets break. Their nets break. The, the nets weren't ready to hold and to obtain the blessing that God had prepared 
for them. Stay with me this morning. When they started following Jesus, uh, they left their nets. Uh, but the Lord wanted to prove to them, you don't live for results. You don't live for marriages uh, at Canaan, uh, revival miracles. You don't live for what I can do in a moment uh, uh, when a need is there. You've got to fall in love uh, with taking care of the ordinary, the daily routine of living for God, of walking with God, the mending of your nets. Uh, there are some basic things uh, that we must be doing continually, daily, daily, week in uh, and week out in our walk with God in order to experience the blessings that God has in store for us. Uh, mending the nets, uh, keeping things in order, keeping things ready uh, for God to bless entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I love results, but if you invite a hundred people and nobody comes, uh, inviting people is still right. You still do it. You still continue inviting. Don't get discouraged. If your visitor that does come never returns. If your Bible study that you're teaching never comes around and is never baptized, you've got to still continue to mend nets. You've got to still continue to walk with God. Those broken nets speak of a spirit of Laodicea. It speaks of a a, a, a lackadaisicalness. They, they quit taking care of maintenance. They failed to take proper care of the primary things. See some more John 2. Let's see some more water to wine stuff. Let's see some more crippled legs walks. Let's see some more blinded eyes open. They needed something to take them through the water, take them through, through the storm. Don't fall in love with what he did for you, but rather who he is. Don't fall in love with what he did for you, but rather who he is. He is the great I am. We love the blessings, but if he never blesses again, fall in love with the blesser. We hold on to the promises, but get a hold of the promiser. Love God, not what he does for you. Salvation is great. Thank God for the blood. We love it. We love the miraculous. But we've got to know that it won't always be fishes and loaves being distributed from the master's hand. We've got to learn the simple faithfulness of walking with God day in and day out. Being faithful to God. Need to not only have victory when results take place. Need to not only have victory when, when, when there's 33,000 other people worshiping around you. We need to not only have victory when, when 20 and 30 people are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time. We need to have victory every single day, day in and day out. It's a simple walking by faith and not by sight. Not by sight. Jesus wants us to learn to maintain our relationship, learn to maintain our Christian life, even if the miracle doesn't happen. This may be the day that the Lord comes walking down the seashore and says to you, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a drought, but I want you to be ready. I want you to be maintaining. I want you to be praying. I want you to be fasting. I want you to be giving. I want you to be taking care of mending your nets every day. 
single day. Bible is full of results, but we leave routine out of it. There's a routine that takes place in order for the results to be accomplished. The real story of David and Goliath was that when nobody was watching, when nobody cared, long before there was a Goliath, there was a young man out in the field flinging rocks in the pasture, knocking birds out of trees, setting up targets and bullseyes and hitting those and practicing on those when there wasn't a need for the rock, when there wasn't a need for the sling. He was there and he was doing it and he was practicing it he was honing in on his uh, skill he was accustomed to the sling he wasn't practicing when he got in the valley of Elah against that Goliath against that giant uh, he'd already mended his nets uh, he'd already put the practice in uh, he'd already prepared himself uh, if you get ready uh, prepare yourself uh, giants are going to fall he'll make a way where the there seemeth to be no way. God is going to prevail in your life and give you the victory. There's a lot of difference in praying down the fire, Elijah, and getting the rain to fall. It was a 63-word prayer that Elijah prayed for the fire to fall and consume the sacrifice there when he went against at Mount Carmel against the prophets of Baal. 63 words he prayed and fire fell. But there had been three and a half years of drought and they needed rain every time we brought Bring a sacrifice of praise. Folks, the fire ought to fall. Every time we come into this house, magnify the Lord together. Lift up our hearts. Lift up our voices. God's going to come down. God's going to bless. His spirit is going to inhabit those praises. The folks on Carmel, after the fire fell, they began to say, the unbelievers began to say, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And later, Elijah prayed, God, send the rain. Send the rain seven times. He, he had to pray. He wasn't on the stage with all of Israel watching, but it was him and his servant. God, send the rain. God, send the rain. God, send the rain. We need rain. And he tells his servant, go, go look out and tell me what you see. The servant comes back and says, I don't see anything. God send the rain. God send the rain. He got back to praying. God send the rain. Routine. God send the rain. He's mending the nets. God send the rain. Not a cloud in the sky, but he's praying. Not a cloud in the sky, but people still rejoicing. Not seeing what you want to see, but still walking, still praying, still believing God, still holding on to his promises, still doing what you know to do folks even when there isn't a cloud in the sky you still rejoice in the God of your salvation you still magnify you still lift him up it's rain no not a sign servant go tell me what you see nothing still nothing still praying God send the rain God send the rain God send the rain servant go tell me what you see comes back I don't see anything I don't see anything happening hasn't happened yet but he still prays God send the rain send the rain we believe in prayer haven't seen it happen yet but we're still believing God to make 
away. We're believing in making our petitions known unto God. What do you see, servant? Still nothing. But keep praying. Keep praying. And seven times, seven times, the servant comes and goes, comes and goes. And then on that seventh time, he goes and said, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. Nothing big, nothing, nothing enormous, nothing. You know, the whole cloud, the whole sky is not black with, with storm clouds. I just see a little hand, a little hand maybe up in the sky. That was enough. Folks, we're not walking by sight. I'm going to praise him whether I feel him or whether I don't feel him. It's walking with God. It's whether I see the answer or I don't see the answer. I still do the things of God and I still walk by faith and not by sight because I know that God is in charge and he's bigger than everything. He's got it all under his feet. So we take care of our nets. We take care of some things, the foundational things that make us ready to receive the blessings of God. Make us ready when God is getting ready to pour out his spirit. Lord, I've prepared a landing space for you. When God's getting ready to pour out his blessings, Lord, I've prepared a space for you to bless, a space for you to work in my life. Fall in love with walking with God and he'll give you the results. Fall in love with walking with God and he will give you the results. There's a lot of difference with walking behind a preacher through the Jordan River. Miraculous taking place there. They follow, they follow the priest behind and the, and the water parts and they walk through on dry, on dry ground. There's a lot of difference in that. And walking around the city of Jericho, the walled cities. Seven times they have to walk, march around those walls. It took routine to get the walls down. It was the miraculous that parted the waters of the River Jordan. It took routine. It took a consistent obedience unto the word of God. A consistent obedience unto what God said to do. We don't need to say, but Lord, we fished all night. We just need to know his word needs to be followed. And when we follow his word, in obedience to his word, giants need to fall. Rain needs to come. And, and what will happen with the routine of walking with God is God will show up. We do what we can, and God does what we can't. Somebody put your hands together and clap to the Lord. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with with praise. When the priest came into the holy place in that old tabernacle, the last place that they would go before they, they went into the holiest of holies was the altar of incense. The altar of incense was to burn continually, consistently, all the time. Burned continually, whether the priest was there or whether he wasn't there. It, it, it burned all the time, every day, every minute. It burned with a fire, continue, continual offering of sacrifice and praise unto God. And there are three things that made up that altar of incense. Three things were contained in it. The first thing is Onika. It's a little creature in the bottom of the sea. And the only way to, to get it out is to dive down deep into the sea or wait until it gets spit back up 
on the shore. You either have to go down deep or you have to wait until he gets spit back up on the shore. And when I think about Jesus finding me and when I think about Jesus uh, reaching uh, other people, I I think about how deep in sin uh, I was, about the depths of despair that that he'll bring you from. He had to go way down to get us uh, or he waited for some of us to be spit up on the shores of life the world will do that sooner or later but somehow the Lord found us and we're here because he found us he found us. The second thing we find uh, is a drug called Galbaman. Galbaman. Uh, it's giving uh, to given to people that are having fits, and it calms them down. It, it gives them uh, peace. Uh, and when the Lord found us, uh, He gave us. Uh, peace. He touched my heart. He touched my mind. He touched my life with peace. When he found me, he gave me peace. And the third thing that's found in that altar of incense is a thing called frankincense. It's not just a Christmas time gift that they bring to the baby Jesus, the Christ child. It's in the altar of incense, frankincense is. It's a rosin-like material that gives the fire. It's longevity in burning that means that not only when he came did he come to stay but he's got the power to help me stay he brings the power to keep you he'll keep you he'll keep you he found me he gave me peace and he kept me And those three things need to be in the fire of our sacrifice of praise. And whether I feel him or not, whether the prayer is answered or not, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him continually, not just on Sunday morning, not just at church time, but like the psalmist, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth mouth all of the time we've got to bless uh, the Lord Uh, we need to mend our nets uh, all of the time we've got to keep them ready we've got to do the standard maintenance in our walk with God if you live by results uh, you'll die by results Uh, you can't just live for the good times uh, because the bad times will come as well in this world Jesus said you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. You take care of routine in your life and God will take care of the results. You do the natural and God will do the supernatural. You do what you can and God will show up with the miraculous in your life. Come on, let's put our hands together and clap to the Lord. Simon Peter in John chapter number 21 Knew someday later he'd get a chance. He'd get another chance. In John chapter 21, they go back to fishing. This was after that the Lord had been crucified at Calvary. And they went back to fishing. They went back to routine. In John 21 and verse number 3, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. I go a fishing. 
And they say unto him, we'll go with you. We'll also go. And they went forth, and he entered into a ship immediately. And that night, guess what? Same, same result as in Luke. They caught nothing. They caught nothing. Verse 4, but when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Verse 5 says, Jesus saying to them, children, have ye any meat? Simon had been waiting on this moment. It's the same sea. It's the same Lord. He came and said, cast their nets on the right side of the ship. And there you'll find. And they cast their four. And now they were not so much now they were not able to draw it for the multitudes of the fish. There was so much blessing they couldn't draw it. They couldn't, they couldn't bring it. They couldn't get it up in to the boat. And verse 10 says, Jesus said unto them, bring the fish that you have now caught. In verse 11, Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fish. 153 gives the exact number of big fish. And for all, there were so many. Now listen to this. There was so much, so many. Yet was not the net broken. Somewhere between Luke chapter 5 and John chapter 21. Somewhere before when they're starting out on this. Coming right out of of John 2 and and the marriage of Cana and the launch into Jesus' miracle ministry. Luke 5, they they said, we fished all night, Lord, and yet we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, if you say it, we'll do it. And on that one, the nets break. But on this one, there's not an argument with, oh, we've done it all night. Yes, we fished all night and taken nothing. But it just says, Jesus, okay, put it on the other side of the boat. And when they did that, they... Got such a multitude, they couldn't draw it. 153 great fishes. So many. But this time, their nets didn't break. I'll be ready if I need them again. If you want to bless me again, God, I'll be ready. I'll take care of the small things. I'll take care of the daily maintenance that needs to happen and the daily disciplines that need to take place in my life. If you want to open up the windows of heaven and bless me again, I'll be ready. I'll be ready the next time. I'll be available for you, Lord. If you want to use me again, I'll be preparing. I'll be preparing myself. I'll be doing the things to get myself ready. I'll do the maintenance. I'll mend my nets. And it specifically says in John 21, not randomly, but for a purpose about the nets. And they break not. 
I'm not going to let another chance get by me. I'll take care of the ordinary. And God, you'll do the supernatural. And I'll be ready. I'll be ready. 153 is the number given there, a specific number, not by chance. Hebrew words are, are given numbers, and, and they're given numbers. And, and, and I've studied it in, in a couple different things. A few different uh, 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 explanations come out of this, the 153. Number one, the Hebrew words are, are numbered, and, and it could be the Almighty God. It could be the, the Son of the Most High God, meaning that the 153 right there, Jesus is God Almighty, and he'll provide your every need. You ought to take comfort knowing it may be beyond you but God's got it he's able he's above it and he, he can sure move into your situation and provide whatever it is that you need one studied and said it's the number of species of fishes I don't know if that's true or not but they they wrote that and they said they studied that and said it was a number of species of fishes signifying that Jesus is going to save from every tribe every tongue every kindred that nobody is outside of the reach of Jesus that he can bring them in that he can save their soul that there will be revival there will be in time revival and God is going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way if we could, let's stand to our feet right now all across this place. And whatever it is for you, we need to get our nets mended. We need to be taking care of the ordinary so that God can take care of the supernatural in our lives. We need to be praying. We need to be studying. We need to be preparing ourselves and staying godly and staying up with him and walking by faith and not by sight. We need to commit to these 21 days uh, that we're going to refocus our hearts and refocus our lives uh, and get back on the right track of putting God first uh, in every single thing uh, that we do. We're going to mend our nets. We're going to mend our nets. We're not going to question you at your word, but at your word, at your word, we're going to obey. We're going to follow you. We're going to walk by faith and not by sight, believing God that if we take care of the ordinary you're going to take care of the extraordinary if we take care of the natural you'll take care of the supernatural we'll do what we can but God you'll show up and do what we can I wonder if anybody would like to just gather around the front here this morning in closing and maybe commit to God all over again yes Lord even if I haven't seen the answer yet I'm still going to pray I'm still going to make my petitions known unto God I'm still going to call upon your name even if I haven't seen a convert in a little while I'm still going to invite I'm still going to teach I'm still going to preach the gospel to every creature Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We believe. We believe in your power. We believe in your touch. We believe, God, that you'll make a way out of no way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands and magnify the Lord together. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. None like you, Jesus. None like you. We honor you. We adore you. We exalt you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to remember, Lord, the spiritual disciplines in our life to put you first in everything. And God, when we do what we can, you'll do what we can't. Lord, when you tell us to launch out in the deep for a draught, we want to be able to bring in, to bring in a draught. Not, not, not be ready for it. Not, not have to, you know, find help and such. But God, to be able to give and receive whatever it is that you want to bless us with. Help us, Lord, to do the ordinary. Help us, Lord, to pray put you first and to know you Lord to clear the path to the throne room so that when there comes a need and and we're needing to get there fast we don't have to we don't have to then move things out of the way and then and then cut through the weeds that have grown up and the and, and the debris that is all uh, blocking our passageway into your presence but God help us to daily daily enter into your presence daily communicate with you daily God daily walk by faith and not by sight it's a continual continual daily thing just to mend our nets Lord just to mend our nets and God you will bless you will bless it's your desire to bless your people it's your desire to give good things unto your children we thank you Lord we praise you Lord Help us as a church, God, pour out your spirit. Add to the church daily such as should be saved. Add to the church, God. Hallelujah. Bless our services, Lord. Bless our services. Help the, help the 9 a.m. to grow. Help the 11 a.m. to grow. In the name of the Lord, let people be saved. Let people be saved. Born again of the water and the spirit. Lives be changed, Lord. We don't do this just for ourselves, Lord. We're here to reach others. God, you've commissioned us to go in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Lord, help us to reach the lost. And Lord, help us to maintain. Help those that are reached to maintain, God, in the name of the Lord. Disciples trained and the train mobilized, let it be so. In Jesus' name. Could we put our hands together and clap to the Lord? Hallelujah. Give a few people a high five. First Thursday is this week. First Thursday service is this week. Thursday night, 7.30, we'll be right here. Thursday night, this Thursday night, 7.30, we'll be right here. God bless you. God bless you. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. First Thursday, this Thursday night.